Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.
June 10th, 2019. Coming up on Roland Martin on the filter, an off-duty cop attacks two black women in Texas. Now the black women are being charged with assault. We'll talk with their attorney. There's more than one incident of bad conduct by police across the country in Hawthorne, California. Another black man almost got shot, but a concerned sister helped save his life. Wait till you see this video. Plus, another almost arrest with a young man filming knew his rights. You can't wait. Plus, wait till you see this video. This is why what Colin Kaepernick is doing is so important. You must know your rights. Uh, folks in Oregon, uh, they may start charging people for racially based 911 calls. In South Park, Susan pleads guilty to harassing and calling cops and two black women who did nothing. Plus, in honor of Pride Month, look at how young LGBTQ people are being terrorized by their straight peers. Also, Leo Chase's funeral was uh, held today. There was a uh, memorial service on Saturday. We'll show you some of what took place there in New Orleans. And also, what happens when some racist folks cut off a Latina couple? They commence to get their ass whooped. Wait until we show you the video in our crazy ass white people segment. Oh, it's time to bring the funk on Roller Bark Down the Filter. Let's go. Whatever the miss, he's on it. Whatever it is, he's got the scoop, the fact, the fine. And when it breaks, he's right on time. And it's rolling. Best believe he's knowing. Putting it down from sports to news to politics. Thank God for cell phones. We talk about what's happening with police brutality all across the country. It is vital that, frankly, we as citizens record what these cops are doing. This video uh, went viral over the weekend. took place in Hawthorne, California, where there was an armed robbery. Then all of a sudden, cops descended upon this young man, guns drawn, and he wasn't arrested. But luckily, this sister who she, of course, had to deal with the issue of gun violence, cops killing uh, her boyfriend. She was there shooting this video. It went viral over the weekend. Check this out. We are on the corner of Prairie and El Segundo, and they have their guns drawn on this young black man right here. Why are your guns pulled on this young man? He has no weapons on him. We live right now. We are so live. What's your name? What's your name? What's your name? What's your name? Last name, William. Are you going to shoot him? Are you going to shoot him? Okay, relax, baby. Relax. Relax, because they will shoot you. They killed my boyfriend in 2015. Yes, he was killed by the police. You're going to shoot me too, right? 
for filming, right? We live. Look at that big ass gun she got on this man with no weapon. Folks, uh, the police department released a statement on June 7th uh, stating that uh, the man was detained, uh, was taken in. Now, he wasn't arrested. I still unclear exactly what took place. But again, uh, this is an indication of what we're seeing all across this country. Joining us right now, Dr. Avis Jones, DeWeaver, political analyst. Also joining us, Pastor Shannon Wright, third vice chair, Maryland Republican Party, Teresa Lundy, founder, TML Communications. Uh, Avis, you see this sister here, I mean, pleading with him. Yeah. Uh, and again... According to the police, he loosely matched the description. But the, the problem there for us is uh, loosely could get us killed. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's always the excuse, right? Uh, and and what, what she did was save this man's life. We saw her save this man's life. She did several things that were absolutely critical. First of all, she announced to them that she was videoing live. She told them right. it was on Instagram live. live. Mm -hmm. It's live. Uh, then she kept sort of challenging them in terms of all of them pointing their guns and their firepower at him, an unarmed person. She kept repeating that. And then finally, when she said, don't move, after he was at first told to stand up, that right there really saved his life because all we need is one person to say, he's reaching, he's moving. And you know, when one person starts shooting, they would all start shooting. This sister saved this man's life, but he shouldn't have been put in that position in the first the, place. The issue, Shannon, I think for, for, for African-Americans is, again, um, you see the video, pull it up, please, drop the audio, but just pull the video up. Uh, you're on a corner, mm -hmm. five, six police cars show up. You don't know which one of these cops could get Absolutely. the itchy finger. Right. Absolutely. I think back to Terrence Crutcher in Tulsa, where there were three or four police officers, three cops didn't act, didn't overreact, one did. Yep. She was the one who shoots and kills Terrence Crutcher. So it's not me. You're sitting there, and that's why the sister of the video was like, baby, calm down. You make any move, yep. these fools, he will fire a gun at you. Yeah, she did the right thing to tell him to be still. Because for him, the way he was down on his knees with his hands up on his head, you couldn't keep your hands there and get up. Right. So he would have had right. to have put right. his hand down, and they would have said he was reaching. It was right. so like the video we had last week where we showed it where the cops, the, 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 the guy was on the driver's side, and the brother's filming, and the guy says, turn the engine off. He said, I am not moving. Right. He said, my hands are right here. Yep. He said, and then the cop actually tells his folks, 
there's a gun. And the guy's like, there's no gun in the car. Right. Mm. This brother's like, no, I'm not turning nothing off. I am not moving so you can sit here and say I was reaching for a gun. Absolutely. When our, when our children were younger, there was a little booklet that the NAACP used to put out, uh, Traveling While Black. Mm. And it used to say the things that you do and that you don't mm -hmm. do if you get stopped, if you find yourself in a questionable situation, even though you know you didn't do anything wrong. Because you can be dead right and still be dead. So, you know, it's serious today. Folks got to really understand, you, you, yes, you have rights, but that bullet doesn't care about your rights. So you need to put yourself in the best place possible to know you will go home at the end of the day. And Teresa, by the end of the day, you cannot fully trust any of these cops. You can't. <laughs> No, you can't, and nor so can you listen to their directive and really take it seriously. Because if that young man actually moves, especially hearing the heartwarming story that the young lady said about her boyfriend in 2015 was shot, you know, and he, he was at Taco Bell. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's speaking from experience. You heard it in her voice. You heard the anxiety. So she's like, something happened that went wrong with her boyfriend. Right. And if she wasn't getting gas across the street, who knows exactly what would have happened to that man in that moment. And so when we can't trust cops, when we can't trust the people who are sent to protect and serve and who are supposed to be our our saviors in communities at large, um, of which they keep calling and asking us to donate to, it puts <laughs> the public in a real, um, not at ease, even though they, they're, they're trying to, I, I believe, diversify. Um, as much, but they're not putting more of us on the street, nor are they also giving us more training. So again, I think this is um, not only a national discussion, but definitely local precincts need to do better and they need to do, um, a, a probably have at least more consequences um, for these officers. Well, I, I just think that again, I mean, again, when you're in that situation, what is happening uh, for us, we're the ones who end up dead. Absolutely. We're the ones who end up shot. We, we, we're the all, all, all of a sudden becomes, you know, I feared for my life. Uh, and and then people go, oh, you know, you're a cop, so we'll go ahead and give it to you. Yeah. And again, the brother's dead. Unless you're a black cop that shoots a white woman. Yeah. Then, then, of, course, then, you're going, yeah. then of course, you're going to jail for 12 and a half years. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, folks, let's talk about, talk about this other case. Again, when, why is it important for you to know your rights? Uh, this is another video uh, that went viral as well. I believe it took place in Chicago uh, based upon um, the, the folks that you see in the video. And so cop stops one brother. And another cat is videotaping, but listen to my man throughout this entire exchange. You shouldn't even give them no information. That's illegal. This illegal search. Don't worry. No, he ain't got to answer no questions. He ain't got to answer no questions. It don't matter. It ain't on though right now. You didn't press the button. I know law, bro. If you ain't committing no crime, you ain't got no business right here asking no question, interrogating them. This is a legal detain. What crime was committed? Who did they say was watching? Who did they say that did it? Who are you looking for? What's the person's name? What's the description of the person, officer? What's your badge number? What's your badge number? Rosenbaum, 161. 161? Okay. I'll be calling your office. They know who I am, Toy Battle. This is a legal search. You ain't supposed to do none of this. This is a legal stop, too. You have suspicion? You have suspicion? But you ain't supposed to ask that, though, because you're running them right now in leads. Yeah, you is free to go. He is free to go. He always free to go. And don't ask nobody else on Howard their name without them committing crimes. That is illegal. Y'all time is almost up. All right? Don't ask nobody their name and their ID. That's illegal. Yeah, everybody always good out here. We only good when you ain't out here manipulating people. Have a nice day. Stop scanning people's names. Find some real criminals. Because next time it might cost you your badge. 
Yeah, for real. You know what the ultra-various law is? Stop breaking the law. <laughs> He's the guy. I love He's him. He's the guy. <laughs> now, I, I need him. So, well, I think we all need a man like that. I wish he identified himself. So. Oh, he did. He did. He said what his name. What was his name? I forgot his name. When he said his name, he's like, they know me at the police station. Well, I need to know him in Philadelphia. I need to know him in Philly because <laughs> what he just dropped was a whole list of nuggets, information, and more so education yeah. for everyone. Right? Because, again, these brothers are growing up, and sisters, because we can stop, too, are growing up scared, not knowing, because, again, the parents aren't right. necessarily telling the kids. I know they, I would, I didn't, grew, I grew up in the suburbs, so I didn't necessarily have to deal with that. But when I got to Philly, I, I really got a, a life lesson. And I wish I learned it in a home. But my nephew and a couple of my brothers, they got that. But I also believe that the education wasn't there as in how to address the police. And I think, actually... But, but also knowing yeah. the law in your yeah. state. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I remember, true. Shannon, with, uh, it was a couple weeks ago, I guess, we were on the show. I forgot what was happening in the particular state, and we were talking about something happening. It was in Texas. And I was explaining to uh, to Scott Bolden. I'm like, Scott, you might be an attorney, but the law in Texas is here. I don't have to show you my ID. Mm -hmm. If I am not being arrested, mm -hmm. you do not have the right to ask me for my ID and I just give it to you, and you somehow detain me. And 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 this is this is why what Colin Kaepernick is doing with his know your work know your rights workshops all across this country. Mm -hmm. He is teaching young black men and young black women to know your rights. And frankly, that's why the NFL won't let them back in the NFL. They will sit here and hire Richie Incognito, who's a racist, mm -hmm. who is a racist. Okay, who is hazed and abused and assaulted other players? He is just got signed by the Raiders, but Kaepernick can't get signed by anybody. But it's but those know your rights workshops are critically important. Those workshops are important. You know, it, it's funny. When I was younger, my mother used to always say, "If you find yourself in a situation, don't act out. Just give them what they want. If they ask for ID, give it to them." And at first, when our kids were younger, we used to teach them the same things because. That's what we were taught. That's what you do. If if someone in authority asks you for your ID, you give it to them. If they ask you where you're going, you tell them. You you comply. Right. But today you can comply and still get shot or arrested. First of all, so, we talk about the Central Park Five. That's what I was oh, yeah. One, 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 yep. the, uh, the, the Corey, the young brother, yeah. was not on the list. Mm -hmm. He was sleeping. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't you go ahead and uh, uh, come, come support your friend? He exactly. ends up serving more time in prison than all of them. Yeah, exactly. And th and that's and that's the problem. It, People don't realize that the police can and do legally lie all the time. All the time. All the time. We'll make up stuff. Absolutely. But Absolutely. So when you blindly comply, what you're doing is oftentimes you are allowing them to get you caught in a trap in the same way that we saw with the Central Park Five, in the same way that it happens each and every day. So it really just warmed my heart. I was just screaming for this brother when I saw him breaking down the law. Where is his honorary law degree? That's all right. I want to know. Right. He needs one. And this, is, and this is also why when you get stopped by the cops, what have I been detained for? Mm-hmm. Right. So asking you questions, I'll, re I, I want to just, I'll, I'll talk with my lawyer. See, right, right. right there. Yeah. That ends it right there. I, I, I ain't it. waiting for Miranda. Right. For real. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need Miranda to show up and drive by. <laughs> right. I'm going to hit you right then when I'm talking know. to my lawyer. And, and, and I understand this. Uh, Henry, can you see my iPad? Can you see my iPad? All right, y'all. So this happened over the weekend. This is the Twitter feed of uh, Will Jawando. Will Jawando, y'all, mm -hmm. sits on the Montgomery County 
uh, city council. So check this out. Uh, go to my iPad. He, this is what he, he posted on his Facebook page and is also on uh, his Twitter page. Normally Saturday mornings are my time for therapy and early morning basketball run with my friends. So I'm always in my workout clothes and ready to work up a sweat and reminisce about my glory days. Well, this morning things went quite differently. He said, uh, two blocks from the McDonald's in White Oak, where four young men were stopped, frisked, and received trespass orders after being called the N-word, I was pulled over for the umpteenth time in my life, this time by the Maryland State Police. Officer, I stopped you because you stopped on the stop line at the last light. What kind of crazy ass? The stop line. <laughs> I was stopped right next to another car at the light side by side. First question, is this your car? Because, of course, a black Lexus couldn't be mine. Me, yes. Second question, do you have any outstanding warrants or points? Me, no. Officer, I need to see your license and registration. Me, may I reach into my pocket to retrieve my license and registration? Officer, yes, slowly. Me, while passing them to him, I say, I'm a Montgomery County Council member. <laughs> Officer, what did you say? Me, I'm on the Montgomery County Council. Officer, oh, surprised. Uh, he goes back to his cruiser and runs my license because who knows if I'm telling the truth. He's co he comes back and says he's gonna give me a warning and have a nice day. As I tried to relax from the encounter, I realized this was a classic pretextual stop. When an officer stops a driver for a minor traffic violation, to allow them to investigate a separate and unrelated suspected criminal offense. These stops are used disproportionately against African-Americans and people of color and are ripe for racial profiling. Fortunately, I resorted to my training honed over years of similar stops. But I couldn't stop thinking about what happens to the young man or women who's not a lawyer or a county council member, hasn't honed their training on how to survive a stop, has an outstanding traffic ticket or bench warrant they don't know about, and how this situation could have escalated. Aside from the fact that the Fourth Amendment barring illegal search and seizure should mean something, these tactics erode public trust in law enforcement and must stop. Shannon, this is the thing that black folks keep trying to tell white folks all the time. Mm -hmm. This cop was in search of a reason to arrest this brother. Yep, absolutely. You know, it, unless you've been through that situation, you don't know what that's like. And, and especially if you are not black. You know, a couple of years ago, we were driving in Baltimore, and we came to an intersection that was blocked off. One officer said stop, the other one said go. They weren't communicating. So I went to go, the officer drew a gun, and I said, okay, wait, hold up. What, what, what are we doing? Oh my God. She said, but I, I, I told she, I told you to stop. But she told me to go. Y'all wearing the same uniform. Well, she's a trainee. How am I supposed to know oh, that? Good Lord, <laughs> what? I'm in the car behind the wheel minding my business. How am I supposed to know your business? Oh wow. my God. So, it, it is, you really have to understand what your rights are and understand regardless of what your rights are, when it is time to just be still and let God handle all that other stuff around you so you can get home at night. What's really sad though is that, you know, when you think of all, for example, the health disparities that we suffer as black people, I think a lot of it is rooted in this. Stress? Because the stress yeah. that we have to deal with 
in terms of being faced with these sort of indignities and potentially life-threatening situations every day, that will play out on our bodies in numerous ways. Racism kills in more ways than just a bullet. It kills in terms of the stress that it provides to your body and your system that you're not able to really decompress anyway. Oh, again, and so, I mean, all these things happen, but this is why, again, knowing your rights, knowing exactly what it is that you can and cannot do and, and should and should not do when it comes to cops. And so, um, it's, it's look, it's just always crazy. And speaking of crazy, folks, here's a case out of Texas that absolutely makes uh, no sense whatsoever. The Natchitoches, Texas Police Department has confirmed uh, a use of force investigation is underway involving an officer who arrested a black woman during a dispute at an apartment complex. The officer, folks, was not in uniform and was wearing a T-shirt and shorts. Mm. Now, there were two women who were attacked and they are being charged with assault. Here's a video recorded by a witness. All right, folks, joining me right now is the attorney for two of the women, uh, attorney Kim Cole. Kim, welcome back to Roland Martin Unfiltered. Thank you, Roland. All right, so so there's, there's, a, there's, there's a dispute at an apartment complex. Were, were the two women, were they, uh, first of all, how did everything just unfold? How did everything just unfold that led to this situation? Okay, let, let me explain, Roland. This was another pool party incident, believe it or not. That's why the young ladies are in bikinis. Um, so... The young ladies were returning from a pool party on the campus of Stephen F. Austin University, where they both are students. And they went back to some mutual friends' apartments to continue swimming. And when they arrived at the apartment complex, they were kind of waiting in the parking lot for some other girls to arrive. So there were a total of about 10 to 12 girls there in the parking lot. And this officer approached them and he he wasn't dressed as an officer. And he started asking them questions like why they were there, whether or not they lived there. A couple of the girls um, basically stated that they did live there. And the other girls, you know, indicated that they were with the young ladies who lived there. And they asked who he was and why he was questioning them. And so once he uh once they were they thought they were done they started to walk off and then he rolls up into a cop car he rolls up in a cop car and jumps out and starts beating the girls wow whoa so they don't know who the hell this dude is he's just walking up to them and and so he starts so does he go after them Yes, and there is dash cam video as well where they're literally just standing in the parking lot and they're, they're you know, trying to, you know, they thought they were done with him. They said he walked off, so they dispersed. They were like, okay, that weird, creepy dude, let's just, you know, go on about our business. And so they started to walk away and he got into a police car 
and rolled up on them. Now, some of the girls, matter of fact, the two young ladies who were assaulted were pretty far away. So they didn't see who got out of the police car. They didn't know, you know, they still, all they see is this creepy dude in a t-shirt and shorts who is assaulting, who starts to attack their friend. And as you can see, none of the ladies assaulted him. None of the ladies tried to fight him or anything. They're asking, who are you? This uh, this sort of, uh, as, as you were ta- describing, as I think about uh, Rakia Boyd, mm-hmm. uh, the sister in Chicago, mm-hmm. off-duty, off-duty yeah. police officer, Dante Servin, again, Arg- some argument or dispute outside. He jumps into this thing. It escalates. He pulls his gun out, shoots Rakia Boyd in the head. She dies, and uh, he's charged. They go to court, and the judge said that the, that the DA uh, charged him with the wrong charge, dismissed the case, and he couldn't be charged again. I mean, it's, it's so, and it's like you have these cops intervening, and if you're the person in the public, you don't know who the hell this person is. You walk up right. in shorts and a T-shirt. Who are you? And they say, well, I'm a cop. I, I, I need more than that. Right, right. He never displayed a badge to these young ladies. They were, he introduced himself as apartment security because he is, he was a resident there at that apartment complex and he was a security, um, security personnel for the apartment. How did they get charged though? And they got charged for attacking him? Yes. That makes no, no sense. And the DA will not drop the charges. In fact, we just went down there. They had their biggest economic event of the year, which is the Blueberry Festival on Saturday, a couple of days ago. And my church, you know, Pastor Freddie Haynes and I and a busload of folk went down there to uh, turn their Blueberry Festival black. Thank you. <laughs> and um, they advised the girls that us protesting would make matters worse for them. Wow. Mm. All right. Uh, what's next? I told him we'll be back. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. What's next? What's next? So we are um, going to, I'm going back down there Wednesday to meet with another group who um, are interested in uh, police, in forming a police oversight board. Um, I was a part of that effort here in Dallas. And so I'm going to meet with them. Hopefully we can meet with the DA and get the DA to, you know, listen to reason and drop these charges. This is absolutely ridiculous. Nacogdoches is known for being racist and they're known for being discriminatory toward um, minorities there. And so hopefully we can get them to listen to reason and drop these charges. All right then, Kim Cole, we shall appreciate it. Thank you so very much. Thank you, Roland. All right, then. And uh, shout out to uh, uh, Reverend Dr. Freddie Haynes. Uh, he was tweeting about this. I told him we were going to do this story on Monday. So I appreciate uh, our frat brother letting us know. I mean, this is this this is the thing that, again, Teresa, if you're black, dude, I don't know who the hell you are. So you, this notion that you see th- this is this is where whiteness comes in. Absolutely. Where white folks believe they can walk up to anybody and begin to ask questions. George Zimmerman. Right. Yeah. See, that's that, that's right. the thing I need people to understand. Just like uh, the uh, it was in the Pennsylvania. Remember uh, the brother? Uh, do, do, do y'all y'all belong here? Uh, I, I need to see your key fob, yeah. uh, your ID. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm sorry, you you don't you 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 ain't pool security. Right. And they call the cops. The same thing. So this notion that you that you just have the right to just ask us at any time, show ID, mm-hmm. 
And then we just got to give it to you. Because is there, in some, I'm not going to say everybody, but in some white people's mindset, privilege is, is at the utmost of importance of who they are. Mm-hmm. Like, it's interesting because we just saw the last story with the um, Montgomery County um, um, councilman mm-hmm. where he didn't have his badge, he was in plain clothes, and until the officer actually checked his registration, his license, it proved of who he was. Mm-hmm. But I wonder how the conversation would have went if it if he already had his lapel pin, right? Or if, if he had something um, on his car. Right, but with, with us... But, with- with us, absolutely. We so, got to be dressed up. We got to be. We got to look the part, you know. It, it, and it is so aggravating because you just don't know. And I've been through it. So, and you just don't know who people are. But I, in some people's mindset, especially for those white people that have power, who just feel like that, you know, the the authoritative portion of who they are is just. I'm going to I'm going to address you. I'm I'm going to take your rights. You you know you basically have no rights, and and I think that's again especially coming up in a millennial generation, that's what we're feeling like daily. Which just like when you say we don't have a voice, we we really don't as it relates to um, some people as a white America. No, it's crazy. I I, I just think and again this is this is where uh, this this is where we have to be constantly on guard, Shannon. Yeah. Constantly in a situation where. Okay, uh, and again, this is how it is. Okay, what I got, all my stuff is here. I'm all good or whatever. Okay, uh, and, you know, and, 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 you know uh, and let me check. That's why. Look, I just, I just, I just put uh, one of those mounts. First of all, I record these videos with me and my niece in the car. I'm always uh, um, uploading them. I'm uploading one right now. Uh, and all I got, I got it right there. So you got your own. So, so if I ever, if I ever get, no, I'm not like click. I'll be like over the wrong person that thinks. I'll be like say hi. <laughs> yeah. Say hi, you on camera. You got camera, I got a camera. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not trusting these cops. It's, it's difficult to know who you can trust and who you can't. I mean, and let's be real. There's just some crazy people out there that will say they're cops and not be anywhere related to the police. Happened in Florida. Yep. Exactly. Matter of fact, a dude got busted by a cop. Pretending to, pretending to be a cop. So you really don't know who's doing what. Hey, you roll up to me, I'm telling you right now, you're going to be on candy camera. <laughs> and, they, and, and I'll be streaming live too. Be like, boop, that's right. No, see them comments, we live. Mm. Like, go on here. We, like, uh, look, I ain't, I ain't recording. We going live right there. So y'all better learn how to have that one touch, that one touch live button ready uh, to go live on Periscope, Facebook, YouTube immediately. Uh, that's what you better do. <laughs> All right, folks, I'm going to go to a break right now. When we come back. We're going to have some HBCU news. A new president at Claflin University will tell you about that. Uh, and we'll also uh, talk about uh, a couple other stories uh, that uh, have piqued my interest. And then also, I was today at the HBCU African uh, Home uh coming so it's it's an initiative they're actually launching so we're gonna be live streaming the whole news conference after today's show but wait till i hear you i'm gonna play this video of this sister uh, who was ambassador uh who broke down y'all not just present day was happening in africa but all historical and why we sort of have this disconnect with the motherland so i will show that for you when we come back roller martin unfiltered you want to check out roller martin unfiltered YouTube.com forward slash Roland S. Martin. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. There's only one daily digital show out here that keeps it black and keep it real. It's Roland Martin Unfiltered. See that name right there? Roland Martin Unfiltered. Like, share, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's YouTube.com forward slash Roland S. Martin. And don't forget to turn on your notifications so when we go live, you'll know it. You want to support Roland Martin Unfiltered? 
be sure to join our Bring the Funk fan club. Every dollar that you give to us supports our daily digital show. There's only one daily digital show out here that keeps it black and keep it real as Roland Martin Unfiltered. Support the Roland Martin Unfiltered daily digital show by going to RolandMartinUnfiltered.com. Our goal is to get 20,000 of our fans contributing 50 bucks each for the whole year. You can make this possible. RolandMartinUnfiltered.com. All right, folks, they're back. MarijuanaStock.org is another great investment opportunity. If you were lucky enough to invest in their last crowdfunding campaign, you know they raised a lot of money in just a few months uh, investing in legal marijuana farms. Those initial investors now own shares of a publicly traded company. Last time, of course, again, a lot of you missed it. Now you have a second opportunity for a new investment opportunity that is as good or if not better than the last time. I'm talking about industrial hemp CBD. Now, for those who don't know, the hemp plant is a cousin to marijuana with a much higher concentration of CBD, which means hemp CBD gives you all of the medical benefits of marijuana without getting you high. Until recently, hemp farming was practically illegal in the U.S. and heavily regulated by the DEA. But the 2018 Farm Bill signed into law makes it legal to grow hemp CBD in the U.S., creating one of the largest commodities worldwide. They need land and to grow all of the plants. This makes for an incredible investment opportunity, and that's where our good friends at 420 Real Estate come in. Their business model is simple. They buy land that supports hemp CBD grow operations and lease it to licensed high-paying tenants. That's right, they are hemp CBD landlords, and you can get in on the action. Folks, you can invest in this crowdfunding campaign for as little as $200 up to $10,000. Like I said, you don't want to miss out on this opportunity. You should go to MarijuanaStock.org. That's MarijuanaStock, M-A-R-I-J-U-A-N-A, Stock.org. That's the website right there. You can get in the game and get in the game now. All right, then, folks, uh, let's talk about uh, Claflin University. They, of course, out of all the HBCUs in the country, they have the highest alumni giving uh, than any other university. Well, Claflin now has its ninth president, Dr. Dwayne uh, Warmack. He, of course, uh, is uh, taking over in the fall uh, for Claflin president, Dr. Henry Tisdale, who announced his retirement. Okay, Warmack used to be leading the 150-year-old HBCU. Uh, Tinsdale served as president of his alma mater for nearly two decades, and his tenure is marked by visionary leadership and, and a number of remarkable accomplishments. Uh, and, of course, they're based in South Carolina. Ormac, he actually comes from Harris-Stowe in St. Louis. So, Doc, congratulations. Uh, I knew Dr. Ormac, of course, when he was at uh, Bethune-Cookman. I had a chance to, of course, speak at, uh, uh, at Harris-Stowe. So I'm quite sure I'll be speaking at Claflin come next year. He'll be giving me a call. So congratulations on becoming the new president uh, at Claflin. Folks, in response to incidents where white folks keep calling the police on black folks for just living their lives, Oregon has a new bill that will crack down on racially motivated 911 calls. Now, victims of those 911 calls in Oregon can sue the caller for up to 250 bucks. That's it? That's not enough. 250? That's not enough. That's actually kind of insulting. 250? Should be at least a grand. At minimum. Should be at least a grand. I would say at least. At least a grand. Now, folks, in Charlotte, North Carolina, you might remember, remember South Park Susan? Let me refresh your memory. I'm still going to make $125,000. I'm still going to make $125,000 Monday morning. Who are you? Do you live here? No, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. Is your boyfriend here? Is your baby daddy here? Nobody cares. I'm if you white and I'm hot. I'm Jeez.
I don't know, but you're harassing us. Well, Susan pleaded guilty to falsely accusing two black women of trying to break into their homes. She was sentenced to one year of unsupervised probation in order to pay court costs for harassing sisters Lisa and Mary Garris, who live in the residential complex. Uh, you may have seen Susan in our Crazy As White People segment. Uh, speaking of crazy as white people. No charcoal grills are allowed. Oh, this is so delicious. I saw this over the weekend and I said, oh, we've got to play this on Roland Martin Unfiltered on Monday. A white couple jumped out of their car to confront a Latino couple in a case of road rage. The white couple was hyped, cut them off, stopped their Cadillac SUV. They about to whoop some ass. <laughs> but they didn't realize they went up against hashtag team whip dead ass. <laughs> Press play. I need you. I need police right now. I need police right here, right now. I need police right now. They're coming to my car on the freeway. They're here on the freeway. What the fuck are you gonna do? No, Jerry, don't get off the car. Don't get What's off the up, car. What's up, woman? What's up? 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 What's can you please come? Come, come! Come! Oh, no. Come! Yeah. Come! 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 I'm pretty sure that was, I mean, you when, when you get in your car with your clothes on and you get out your car with your clothes on, you expect to get back you in your car with your clothes on. 
I'm just saying. They walked over like they were supposed to roll up the window and just keep it moving. Come on, y'all ain't gonna do nothing. Y'all ain't gonna do nothing. That was, I mean, again, it was, again, they got the car. Yeah, what y'all gonna do? She She's sitting here and then she ends up halfway butt naked, shirt off, uh, breasts all out, showing her bra. Uh, and, 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 and then, of course, uh, the hub, uh, say, man, uh, no, it's cool. No, 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 it ain't cool. I walked over here. You got your ass at the car. No, no, you cut us off. Then you cussed us out, yelling out right. the car. Then you got out your car and walked over to our car. Yeah, they were yeah. begging for that butt whooping. They really yeah. did. They, they begged for that one. Got kids in the back recording it. <laughs> she on the phone to 911. Right, she on the car, like, and then finally when it's over, she's like, well, all right, we caught. We can, get, we can go home. Never mind. Yeah, we never go, mind. We, never mind. we don't, we don't need y'all. It's we don't need y'all. They ain't got no weapons. They good. But, but, but that, they ain't got no clothes. They ain't got no clothes. But, 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 but that's all these folks. Again, see, I, I keep warning. <laughs> I, keep, I keep warning white people. The wrong one. I keep warning white people. Yo, today, don't, don't you roll up on some folks. Mm. It ain't going to end well. <laughs> I don't know why these folks... Keep trying us. I said, I'm telling y'all, it's not going to end well. You, you, you keep acting the fool, and then you, when you get knocked the hell out, you're going to be like Debo. <laughs> just going to, like in Friday, you're going to get knocked out. You know, just jump, jumping out the car and stuff along those lines. I mean, I'm telling you, I just, I, I don't understand, but, but, I, but, I, but the woman, she was, the Latina was just Wait. Oh my God! She was, was like Hulk her smash. She, she was just flinging that woman all over the place. She thought about immigration and everything else. She was like, I'm so tired. No good. I'm tired of this. She thought about Santa Ana, the Alamo. Uh, so she was reaching all the way back in all history. All them ancestors. All, all like of them. All so over that. I'm just warning y'all. Just warning y'all. Don't, don't act a fool. But no, wait, kudos to the kids because they, they tried to stop it. Mom, you're embarrassing me. You know what I'm saying? Family, stop it, stop it. All right, we got mama's it. Mom's like, I ain't trying to hear that. It, exactly. <laughs> At this point, look, go sit down. I got Mom's like, man, I got this. Thank y'all, but let me do this here, y'all, before I go to my next story, okay, which is a serious story. This is the third straight video. Can y'all do me a favor? Can y'all please learn how to shoot horizontal? See, Henry, 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 play the video again. Here, play the video again. Just take the audio down. I, I just need to show y'all something, okay? This is, this is, y'all, I need y'all to say, that's a vertical video. Y'all see all that stuff on the left and right we got to put on the screen to fill it up? I need y'all to learn how to shoot your fight videos uh, <laughs> uh, different. You I don't mean, care about the other ones, but just no, the fight videos. Like right, right here, okay? Now, Henry, go, go, go to my iPad. See all go to my that. iPad. Okay, y'all, do you see this? See, that was shot horizontal. That was the robotics competition uh, at Rainbow Push. I saw some video about three years ago. Uh, see, y'all, see how it fills the whole screen up? So do me a favor. If y'all are shooting crazy-ass white people, please, I need you to shoot this way. I need you to shoot horizontal. Because, see, I want to get the whole ass whipping. I, I, want, the, I want the whole ass whipping in the picture. I can't, I can't get the whole as I can only get like portions of it when y'all shoot this way. Uh, and so again, and let me show you, I got two phones. See, you can even do it uh, with two hands, okay? This is how you even do it. You got two, boom, I, I'm shooting two. It's like all the action, all the action going. Then I can go high, I can go, that's right. I can, that's, a, that's all I'm saying. 
So if y'all shoot these videos, okay, you should end the video. I need y'all to go, and even when you go live, when you go live on Instagram, Facebook, live, turn your phone, go horizontal, okay? I, I know y'all think it's easier doing this way. No, 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 no. But for television purposes, I need y'all to go ahead and shoot that thing horizontal so I can get the full picture of crazy-ass white people getting their ass whipped on freeways. That's all I'm saying. I appreciate that. Uh, all right, folks. Uh, next story is pretty uh, uh, tragic story. You might remember this out of Alabama. Uh, the mother, mother of Nigel Shelby, a 15-year-old who died by suicide in April after persistent homophobic bullying, is calling for an extra investigation into her son's death. Now, she says that school administrators may have had some influence on Nigel's mental health. Mm. He has spoken to them about he has spoken to them about it and was told that being gay was a choice. Mm. Nigel was a student at Huntsville High School in Huntsville, Alabama. We're here to discuss this particular story is, uh, is David Johns, executive director of the National Black Justice Coalition uh, and also attorney Ben Crump. Uh, they join us right now. And so uh, first and foremost, uh, Ben, uh, are you representing the family in this particular case? Uh, and if so, um, what, what legal plans, legal options do they have? Certainly, attorney Jad Moran and I are representing Kamika Shelby, Nigel's mother, I've never seen a case like this, Roland, where you have precise incidents of the young boy reporting the bullying and the officials giving the most inappropriate responses to this young boy, talking about where it's a choice that he's making. And on top of that, the fact that the school officials, after he died by suicide, they were able to tell his mother where she could find the suicide note in his book bag. What? So why didn't they do anything to try to prevent him carrying out this plan to cause his death by suicide, Roland? It's outrageous. Uh, David, uh, uh, the National Black Justice Coalition, of course, uh, represents uh, African-Americans, uh, LGBTQ. This, uh, this story is, is, is one of many stories where, where, folk, where young folks have killed themselves uh, due to bullying. But in this case, uh, it was different because he was gay. Yep. Um, it was different because Nigel is both black and gay. So, uh, so Ben and I are in Alabama um, on the road. I appreciate you making space for us. But I keep reminding people um, that every day we know that there are increases in the amount of hate crimes and bullying uh, and microaggressions that LGBTQ people experience and report and that black people experience and report. But too often these conversations are had in ways that suggest that we uh, don't exist as both black and LGBTQ or same gender loving. And so the important thing about Nigel is us appreciating that the vast majority of kids in public schools today are diverse. They are racial and ethnic uh, global majority members, although we continue to call them minority here in the United States. They are LGBTQ. More than 50% of high school kids report being anything other than strictly heterosexual. And in spite of all of that, 98% of the workforce, K-12 teachers are white women. And so we need to have more meaningful conversations about the uh, diversity that is the plurality of experiences in the United States and to really talk about the responsibility that teachers and educators and first responders have for ensuring that all of our babies feel safe, engaged and supported. Uh, this is uh, really um, um, something that's troubling. There was a young man uh, who was ele uh, elementary school in Houston uh, who yep. committed suicide because of bullying as well. And uh, Ben, what, what I still don't understand is administrators who act as if there's nothing they can do. Yeah, and Roland, I, I, there are many instances of bullying where you don't hold the, 
student or the school accountable because you say the student could have been dealing with all sorts of situations. Here we can concentrate that the harm being caused to this young man was happening every day he went to school. Even when he uh, went to participate in physical education, they said, well, you don't have to worry about it. They never tried to confront the bullying head on. They just told him it's a choice and he got to deal with it. They never told his mother that he was reporting this bullying. She kept asking about, you know, what's going on with my son? He seems depressed and at times, and they would say everything is fine. It's not until he is uh, dead by suicide that they start telling him, her, all these things. But he was coming to the office. His best friend, a young white boy, said, and this is how we know it, the principal told them that it's a choice they're making. They went multiple times saying we're being bullied, we're being attacked, we're being called faggots and all kind of racial, homophobic terms. And the school just didn't want to deal with the issue. This young boy's life was taken because the adults, did they failed to act when they were given so many opportunities, Roland Martin. David Johns, final comment. Yeah, I just want to get underscore that point. There are too many of our children, uh, black children, children who are not native to this country, uh, for whom English is not their first language, uh, who have a disability, hidden or invisible. Um, and often when we think about schools, many of us think about that as a joyous time and a happy time. But for too many of our babies, schools are sources of trauma. And so our hope is that, one, we can provide Nigel's mother, Kamika, with some answers as to what happened to her baby. And then, two, have conversations about how much more work we need to do so that all of our babies feel safe, engaged, and supported. Both Ben and I have been really clear that Nigel is perfect, exactly as he were for was formed. He did not make a mistake. Uh, if anybody is at fault, is the adults around him who failed to act. And I know as an educator that we have the ability and opportunity to create classrooms and school environments where each one of our children feel validated and affirmed. And that did not happen for Nigel, which is so very tragic. But I will spend the rest of my life honoring his legacy by ensuring that this does not happen to another child who was born both black and LGBTQIA or same gender loving and who deserves to be loved and respected as such. All right, David Johns, Ben Crump, we appreciate it. Thank you so very much. Thank you for making time. All right, folks, uh, this is the year of return, 400 years in August, when 20-odd Africans first arrived on the shores of Virginia. And uh, today, uh, I attended uh, the media uh, announcement of uh, HBCU Africa Homecoming. And what this is, is connecting uh, HBCUs with uh, the continent. And so we covered the whole event. Uh, after we finish today's show, we're going to live stream uh, that whole event so you can see all the different comments uh, that folks had to make there. Uh, but but I have to I have to uh, speak to speak to this. And there was a sister who was the ambassador of the of the African uh, mission here, uh, and uh, she opened this thing up. And, and I really want you to hear what she has to say uh, because she makes a direct connection between what the colonizers did to the continent in 1884 to also what is happening today in terms of this whole dysfunction that exists uh, with Africa, but also with those of us uh, who uh, our ancestors come from the motherland. And so I, I want to play this for you, uh, which is an excerpt from what she had to say. Then we're going to chat with it about our panel. I really think uh, you're going to be blown away about what she has to say. Go right ahead. We were way ahead of them in our civilization. They set out to destroy us. And Berlin Conference put the nail on that coffin. So they gave Djibouti 
the same sovereignty as the United States. They gave Burundi the same sovereignty as China. They gave Togo. You see, the EU realizes individual little countries, they can survive on the world stage. So they come together as the European Union. Now picture this now. So they cut up this Africa into the tiny little countries, small economies that could never survive on their own, but gave them the same sovereignty as the big boys. So that way, when the little bitty countries go to the world stage for the purposes of development and discussing trade, they're wannabe boxers who are being thrown into the heavyweight boxing ring every day. How do you put China in the same boxing ring with Iswatini? Iswatini has 1.2 million people. China has 1.4 billion people. And you put them on the same stage and say, go at it, negotiate. Are you with me? Yes. This is insanity of the highest order. How have we allowed this carnage to go on? When Iswatini is thrown in the same boxing ring with China and Iswatini is collapses before Iswatini even gets on the stage, the world says, well, Iswatini, what's wrong with you? Why can't you take care of your people? Well, China came in and said, Iswatini, give me all your gold or else. And if Swatini does not agree, they just go on next door to Lesotho and give Lesotho an extra dollar. And if Lesotho doesn't take it, they just jump on to Togo, Central African Republic. It was all by design, 1884. They did something else in addition to chopping us up. They also set out to make the African believe that everything African was bad and undesir undesirable and everything Western, particularly French and British, was more desirable. We call that the legacy of colonization. Prior to that, they had started long working on the slaves. Make them think everything about them, forget anything about Africa. Where you come from is a horrible place, diseased and dying people, constantly at war with themselves, uncivilized. Cut out any communications with them. You need to just know what we tell you. And we call that the legacy of slavery. So that's where you look at where we are today. 135 years later, a system that was put in place to see to it that Africa and her children are forever defeated, that Africa is forever exploited, remains in place today, alive and well. And we sit here and we ask yourselves, why isn't Africa moving forward? Why does Africa continue to be taken advantage of? Well, I'll tell you why, very simply. Until Africa comes together as a continent speaking with one voice, one continent, one people, nothing, and I repeat, nothing is gonna change. As individual little African countries, we are wannabe boxers. We will never make it fighting against the heavyweights. We must speak with one voice. Yeah. And this is exactly...
what our Pan-African leaders wanted to see happen in 1963 when they came together in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia. They clearly stated that Africa for the Africans at home and abroad, and that African Union was now. They said Africa must speak with one voice. It is the only way for Africa to take its rightful place on the world stage, sadly. When they went to Addis Ababa in 1963, they were divided. We had two factions, the Casablanca group and the Monrovia group. The Casablanca group were saying Africa for the Africans at home and abroad and African Union now. This was Ghana, Guinea, Mali, Egypt, Morocco, Algeria, and Tunisia, only seven. The other 25 of the 32 who attended were the Monrovia group. They were the nationalists. They said, let's go slow. Let's kind of wait on this Pan-African thing. 55 years later, 56 this year, we're still going slow. As if it wasn't bad enough that we were divided up into the tiny little countries that we are today. The gift that Berlin Conference gave us. One other thing that France did between 1958 and 1961, in the name of giving us our independence as African countries. France forced the Francophone, and I hate that terminology. There is no such thing as Francophone, Anglophone. They made it up. But for the purposes of communication, I will use that. 14 of those countries, they said, in order for you to get your independence from us, you must sign this document. You thought they could have found a better name for the document. The document was called the Pact for the Continuation. I repeat, the Pact for the Continuation of Colonization. We are talking about giving you independence, but sign this Pact for the Continuation of Colonization in a different format. And I'm going to highlight some of those issues that they said you must agree to if you are going to be independent. Hello. Maybe we need to redefine the meaning of independence for the French. First, France said, you see, you monkeys, you don't know how to manage your money. We're going to demand that you deposit 85% of your bank reserves with the French Minister of Finance. Under, rather, under the French Central Bank, under the control of the French Minister of Finance. France is then going to take your 85% bank deposits from each and every one of you. Deposit those funds in the French stock market under the French name. And you may or may not know the returns. Today, as we speak, the latest figures are saying for every 14 billion that France invests in the stock market from Africa, they are, they are realizing upwards of 300 billion in return. Every year, year in, year out, because of these deposits from the African countries, France is taking out of Africa over $500 billion. Now figure it out. For every 14 billion 
the returns on the investment are over 300 billion, and they are taking over 500 billion. So in actuality, France is taking out of Africa trillions of dollars year in and year out from us poor people, Africans. Back to the pact. So should you want to access some of your money that you have deposited with France, you have to submit your country's financial returns. And if approved, you get to get it as a loan. You can only access up to 20% of your money year in, year out, as a loan at commercial interest rates, your own money. As if that was not enough. They said all your minerals discovered, yet to be discovered, all your oil discovered, yet to be discovered, France and French companies have the first right of refusal. If there's anything left over that the French companies do not want, your people might have. To this day. They said you will only use the currency that we created for you because you're special Africans. We call it the SEFA. There was the Central African SEFA and the Western African SEFA, same animal. And that France is the only one that can print it for you. 1958, fast forward, they're still printing it for us. And if you start misbehaving, they just stop printing your money and your country's in trouble. <laughs> They also said your language of instruction shall be French, whether you like it or not. That France will have military presence in your country. That your military can only be trained by France. That you can only buy military equipment from France. That you cannot have any military alliance with your neighbor. And that in the event of war, your allegiance is only to France. And furthermore, because they have military presence in your country, they can invade you without notice should they feel that the interests of France in your country are being violated. Fast forward, 2019, nothing has changed. The same people who have the audacity to tell us that we are poor countries. They are taking trillions out of Africa every year. And what is the African doing? Like an obedient, programmed black man, we just give in. We know the facts, but we just do nothing about it. Now, you have to say some of the fears are real because in France that has sold you inferior equipment to theirs, France that has trained your military to be inferior to their, to their military, they are now in your country. They can invade you. They have the permission to do so. They can destabilize you. And then one might say, why is it that African leaders haven't done anything about this deplorable situation? Well, let me tell you, my brother and sister, they have tried. Documented to this day, 22 coups where leaders were assassinated. France had something to do with it. The first seven, when they decided they were pulling out of the CFA and that they were going to print their own money, they were assassinated. Every time 
time an African leader has tried to do what's best for their country, they were assassinated. Majority of them aided by France. It's a known fact. And then others, they were just mercenaries who felt that when there was a, a natural resource discovered in one country, they wanted to create a coup. So while the country is thrown into a civil war, they're siphoning the natural resource. We know of one particular story that had we not known about it, it would have been, oh, there we go again, the Africans. In uh, about 25 uh, years ago, a group of young, rich, white kids were having fun in Cape Town. They found out that there was oil in Equatorial Guinea that just been discovered and they wanted it. So they set out a plan to have a coup in Equatorial Guinea. So while the Guineans are busy fighting a civil war, they will be suffering the oil. But they made one mistake. There were two planes. One was to leave South Africa, stop in Zimbabwe, pick up more ammunition on their way to hunt in Equatorial Guinea. Another plane was taking off in the Caribbean that had this puppet diaspora who was supposed to be the next president. <laughs> Mugabe wondered why such young people needed such powerful ammunition to go hunt in Equatorial Guinea. In doing his research further, he found out that this was a coup in the making. He allowed them to land in Zimbabwe. They loaded their plane, and just before takeoff, they were all arrested. The ringleader of that group was none other than the son of the former Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, Margaret Thatcher. She had to fly to Zimbabwe and paid handsomely to get her son out. The last one of those prisoners left Zimbabwe about six, seven years ago. Had these young people succeeded, it would have been another coup. There you go, the Africans again. Such, my brothers and sisters, is the story of your Africa. They don't do coups anymore. They simply create instability. So when you hear of an instability in an African country, ask yourself, what is really going on? Because what they are telling you is really going on is just a shiny object. The real issue is over here. And you need to stop before you start being used as an instrument of your own self-destruction. She's dead. That is right. so powerful. And it's so true. Um, I spent a lot of time on the continent. And it is beyond disturbing. Uh, to see the, um, the after effects of the reality of the exploitation that continues to go on there. And I am so happy that she had the opportunity, that we, that you got the opportunity to capture her breaking that down. Because one thing I can say that I think is important that African Americans understand is that white supremacy is stunningly consistent. I don't care where it appears on this planet. If it appears in the form of colonization of the motherland, if it appears in the form of slavery, white um, Jim Crow and oppression here in America, if it appears in the form of oppression of our brothers and sisters in South America, it is stunningly consistent. They utilize the same methods everywhere, killing our leaders, exploiting us economically, it is the same. And so when we try to segregate ourselves and say that as African Americans, our experiences are way different, let me just say, we do have a distinct culture but we have a very similar history and a very similar contemporary reality when it comes to dealing with the after effects 
of supposed white supremacy. So Shannon, what this initiative is, is that first of all, there were a number of African leaders that were actually were educated at HBCUs, uh, mm -hmm. Kwame Nkrumah, uh, many others, of course, who led Ghana, uh, and the first prime minister was, was educated uh, HBCUs. And so what they're trying to do is uh, link many of those countries on the continent to HBCUs. Uh, Morgan State's president, Dr. David Wilson, talked about them establishing a footprint there as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, that's going to be, they'll be taking a trip there August 1st through the 10th uh, and trying to do more. And so uh, it's, it's, again, it's called the HBCU Africa Homecoming. Well, today was a media launch. Go ahead. Mm. You know, seeing this and, and hearing this, it, it's heartbreaking, mm -hmm. you know, um, to understand that this has been going on from back then to, to a little bit further, to a little bit further, to, to now, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and it's not something that I would hazard a guess that many African Americans are aware of. Not in no, the full detail. Well, and a matter of fact, I made a point when I stood up there. I said probably if you ask 98 percent of Black folks about the 1884 Berlin Conference, they would have no idea what you're talking about. 99.9. <laughs> so you know, we get so wrapped up in our struggles here, we forget that there are similar struggles that that really are not as dissimilar as people would like to say mm -hmm. that are going on in all all other parts of the world, specifically Africa and South America. Mm -hmm. And um, Teresa, what's important here? is the ability to be able to uh, connect. Uh, and that is to connect uh, African-Americans um, with the continent. When you talk about uh, the natural alliance is there, but you gotta have folks who hook, hook it together. Reverend Leon Sullivan, of course, the late Leon Sullivan, he did this uh, for many years for, out of Philadelphia, having the annual conferences there as well. And it's interesting because one year, they were gonna have one of the annual conferences there and um, and I had these folks who, uh, matter of fact, I probably still have the emails around here somewhere. Uh, and they were, I was one of the folks they were trying to invite. And I couldn't go, but they were sitting here blowing me up. Uh, no, you shouldn't go because, oh, this particular leader here, uh, what, what they have done, uh, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, how corrupt they are. And I'm sitting there going, we can say that about a whole lot of folks here as well. Heck yeah. And the reality is they need our help. We need their help as well. So why would we not work together? We should work together. And I think that connectability aspect that you're talking about from the U.S. to Africa, we can't just vacation to our motherland. We have to make sure that institutions, elected officials, um, those community leaders and those influencers are now reaching back and, and saying, listen, I don't want to just vacation in Ghana. I, I want to actually learn and educate um, the next generation, the current generation, and see how we can better communicate, how we can better help them out of their struggle. Because again, what's lacking in a lot of these public and charter schools is the education of blackness. And so without that, without not knowing where white supremacy comes from, where uh, civil disruption or dis disobedience is coming from, it, it's coming from a pattern long-standing be before we even um, came to today and figured out, oh, these are actual titles. No, this has existed since the 1800s. So I think that is a great initiative that the HBCU wants to do. And also, I, I don't want to just tag it at HBCUs. I want to look at private institutions. The one who has the millions, the University of Pennsylvania's, the Harvard's, the Yale Laws, and, and see outside of the innovation and technology, are they willing to actually go back and, and want to help um, um, 
people more, more and more. Uh, and again, actually, it's Reverend Leon Sullivan. My apologies. Um, Leon, Lewis Sullivan, of course, uh, was a brother who was Secretary of Health and Human Services under President George W. Bush and who led the uh, Morehouse School of Medicine, Reverend Leon Sullivan. Uh, and that, it was like seven, seven years ago when they had the Sullivan Summit, and it was uh, Equatorial Guinea. And these uh, folk, Human Rights Watch were saying, oh, no, they shouldn't have this conference there. Uh, but, but when we talk about what's going on here, and again, uh, we shot the whole, we shot the whole um, uh, media launch, uh, and we're going to live stream it for you. Uh, which also, again, folks, this just underscores why this platform uh, matters. Uh, there were two other media people there, uh, and they were African. Mm. Nobody else was there. Uh, and so uh, I was invited, and I certainly appreciate that. I had a chance to address them as well. And one of the things that I talked about was why you must have a communication apparatus, because it's also one of the reasons why we don't know, which is also mm -hmm. why, and I, I said it there, my whole point about HBCUs as well, why you have to have those HBCUs also sending out their information, letting folks know about what's going on, because otherwise we're, we're existing in these silos. And so knowing what's going on is critically important, which is why it's important for you to support Roland Martin Unfiltered, because we have to have a platform that's covering our issues. While I was there, uh, the brother who heads communications up for uh, Ghana, uh, said, hey, he would love to talk more. They, of course, they are talk about travel. Uh, they're doing a number of events in Ghana this year because of the year of return. Senegal, uh, so people are planning all sorts of trips back to the motherland this year because it's the year of return. And so in talking, the brother said, hey, I would love to have uh, uh, the, the ambassador of Ghana come on your show. The reality is there is no place, there's no place for uh, these African leaders to talk to black folks. Don't exist. Not, it's not like you're going to be on a lot of these radio sh shows. And so we have to, that's why this platform matters, having the ability to be able to communicate. So we want you to support us at RolandMartinUnfiltered.com. Join our Bring the Funk fan club. Every dollar you give goes to support uh, the show as well. And so we're looking forward uh, to you doing that. So again, RolandMartinUnfiltered.com. You can pay via Cash App, PayPal, Square, you name it. It's all there on the website. Uh, again, after today's show, uh, we're going to have the live stream of that whole event there. So you can hear it for yourself. Be sure to share it and spread the word all around. Uh, Teresa, Shannon, uh, Avis, I appreciate it. Thank you so very much. I want to thank all of our guests for being on the show today. I'll see you guys tomorrow. I got to go. Holla! Check out Roller Martin Unfiltered.
youtube.com forward slash Roland S. Martin. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. There's only one daily digital show out here that keeps it black and keep it real. It's Roland Martin Unfiltered. See that name right there? Roland Martin Unfiltered. Like, share, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash Roland S. Martin. And don't forget to turn on your notifications so when we go live, you'll know it. You want to support Roller Martin Unfiltered? Be sure to join our Bring the Funk fan club. Every dollar that you give to us supports our daily digital show. There's only one daily digital show out here that keeps it black and keep it real. As Roller Martin Unfiltered. Support the Roller Martin Unfiltered daily digital show by going to RollerMartinUnfiltered.com. Our goal is to get 20,000 of our fans contributing 50 bucks each for the whole year. You can make this possible. RollerMartinUnfiltered.com. Hey fam, want to check out Roller Martin Unfiltered, the blackest show on all of digital cable and broadcast. Check out our audio podcast. There's only one daily digital show out here that keeps it black and keep it real. It's Roller Martin Unfiltered. Press play.
from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.